welcome to Geek Fights. Uh, Damon's uh, review of a good day to die hard. Which, in all honesty, I'd rather die flaccid. I, I really wouldn't die, want to die hard because that means he didn't come. Or you were on Viagra and you had a heart attack and you might have come three times, but it doesn't matter. Oh, huh, I guess I earned that explicit tag right off the bat, didn't I? So, anyway, uh, obviously, I'm going to see. Uh, Die Hard, the newest one. It is Friday morning, 11.30. There was some roofing. I think you guys heard it. You may not have. Ah, and you're going to hear me breathing because... And it annoys me. I'm, I'm just not even going to lie. I hate breathing into this damn microphone, but... My uh, means of transportation are my two bipedal instruments, and I will be walking there, so figured I'd talk to you guys a little bit about Die Hard. Uh, as of recording this morning, or when I went to look to see what times it was playing, uh, Good Day to Die Hard has a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, last night, when I looked, it was at 12%. So, the critics fucking hate this movie. Uh... And this morning it raised by 3% because a few fans said, hey, it was fun. And I don't know how you can actually do worse than the ridiculousness that was Die Hard 4. Uh, live Free or Die Hard. Because uh, it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous movie. There are people who never even saw it. Like my mom, huge John McClane fan. Uh, she never, I don't think she saw it unless she watched it on TV when it came on. It was PG-13, the only one in the series I think that's PG-13, because I think, yeah, the rest are all rated R. And, uh, uh uh-oh. I have to stop for a second, because people think I'm crazy. Walking past some, uh, expert sewer service. They got a snake. How you doing? Yeah, yourself. All right. It's a big-ass snake. They're going to snake somebody's, uh, what do you call this thing? Oh, there's shit on that. Anyway. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, Die Hard. My mom loves, loves Die Hard. Loves John McClane. Is not going to, didn't see the second, didn't see the fourth one. Uh, not going to see another one. Fourth one, PG-13. Yeah, and everybody chalks it up to. Die Hard should never be PG-13, blah, 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 blah. <coughs> but with the exception of the uh, swearing and the slight nudity from Die Hard, they show Die Hard in its entirety on, like, Cartoon Network at 2 in the afternoon. Like, there is nothing in Die Hard now, the original Die Hard, with the exception of a few swear words and a bit of nudity that was rate, that, that's rated R by today's standards. Um, for all intents and purposes, you can do Die Hard PG-13. You don't have to. You, you really don't have to go R. The only reason you get an R is because he says yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Which I think he was able to say because you could say fuck once in a PG-13 movie. I don't... As long as it's not uh, in reference to having sex. I wonder uh, how many of you knew that. 
you can say fuck once. Go back and watch a bunch of PG-13 movies. You can actually show nudity, too. Uh, it just depends on what kind of nudity it is. <clears throat> Hell, uh, PG movies, you can show nudity. Because, uh, what is it, the village people can't stop the music. There are dicks, lots of them. I mean, all over the place. There's a, there's a couple boobs, but <clears throat> mostly penis. Overwhelmingly penis. As a matter of fact, I would just go watch the YMCA scene... And and not not like that where they sing the song YMCA. It's a musical. Anyway, we're talking about Die Hard. Die Hard just won spoiler best '80s action film because it's the bridge. It's the one that takes us from <clears throat> what action films were from the '80s, which which is you know you've got either your commando type stuff or you've got uh, like if you're gonna go thinker, you've got Dirty Harry. Like and, and Dirty Harry is more seventies than it is eighties, but it, it, that that's the action hero of that time. Uh, either, superheroes, uh, you know, the, the, the guy in Commando is a superhero. The guy in uh, it, it, Dirty Harry is the superhero of the seventies when it comes to action movies. But they're they're larger than life personas, and John McClane is an everyman. You know, I think, I think that may be why these diehard movies are lacking for people is because they've lost that everyman quality about them. Uh, but if he was an everyman, he wouldn't be 60 years old and, uh, what do you call that? Fighting crime and shit. So there's that. It's like, cause he's, he's fucking 60. John McClane, 60 years old. Shouldn't actually be doing any of this stuff if he's an everyman. He's become a superhero. I don't know why these people stopped. They're looking at me. They're like, that Negro there, he's the one. Get him. He fucked our daughter. Like, no, it was some other black guy. We look alike. Um, but anyway, uh, John McClane is an everyman. Uh, he does superhuman things. But you chalk it up to, it's just a situation he's thrown into. All the way through three, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's still somewhat believable. He's still someone in every man. He's not a, uh, he's not a superhero. And that's basically what he becomes in Live Free or Die Hard. Because he jumps onto a jet. Like, I don't remember the movie well. I just remember it being stupid. And you, and you, you could say the plot is stupid, but, um, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Every single Die Hard movie has the exact same plot. They're bad guys who are terrorists, and they claim they want one thing. I want political asylum. I want this political prisoner freed. Whatever it is. They have one motive, and about three quarters through the way through the movie, you find out that the motive was all a ruse, they just wanted money. That's all they wanted. That's all they needed. And uh, this was a overly complicated plan to get there. And, you know, that, that was one of people's main problems with Live Free or Die Hard. Like, oh, wait, they wanted this thing? And they did this? And then they did that? That's unrealistic. Well, actually, go back and watch any other Die Hard movie. It's all there. It's all there at the beginning. It's the Die Hard formula. 
which is crazy that there's a diehard formula. The problem is, part of the formula is, John McClane can't be a superhero. He can't be over the top. And I mean, over the top in, uh, in action, not in words. And maybe, maybe they, they, they fixed it in this one and people are like, I don't get it. Maybe that's why they hate it. Is he's back to being an everyman and his son is the superhero or whatever. Or maybe they upped the superhero quotient and turned him into uh, Jason Bourne. Which would not be good. But, because Jason Bourne is the next generation of super uh, action hero. They're two poodles. They're pretty nice. That person's door is open. I hope they're not dead. I know. That's the normal Damon statement of, I hope they're not dead, but I hope they're not dead. But anyway, uh, there's a diehard formula. And the formula works for the late 80s into the 90s. And then there's a, what is it, 15-year gap? I think uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance is 95? 96? And the next one isn't until like three or four years ago? There's like a, a 10 to... 10 to 15 year gap between diehards and we got the new action hero we got the new template uh, Most, almost every action hero has followed the Jason Bourne template after that so before Jason Bourne the prior template was John McClane you've got McClane why is ca- cracking every man and actually go back and watch most action films from the 90s all the way up until Jason Bourne. Almost all of them are wisecracking everyman because they had that John McClane quality. And then after Jason Bourne, almost everybody is Jason Bourne. Very quiet, cold, and methodical. Almost all of them. Every now and again you get the John McClanes, but for whatever reason it doesn't translate into this, the world we live in today. And maybe that's what they did. Maybe they really captured John McClane. And John McClane is 25 years old as a character now. And people are like, oh, that's not what we want anymore. It happens. You know? Happens a a lot, actually. That's why they quote-unquote reboot characters and reboot franchises all the time. It's not just because it's easy money. Because it is. Because it's a name that people will go and see. But you you kind of have to. You know, everybody complains about Star Wars and that, you know, the new stuff. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. But there's a whole new generation of kids that love Star Wars. And it's the prequels and not the originals that they love. And they love it because they have to be retranslated every 10, or 10, 20 years, 10, 15 years, maybe even shorter time period. Maybe the time period is getting shorter and shorter, but they have to be retranslated for a younger audience that lives in a different world. When I was a kid, there was no internet and there was no cell phones. Like, that statement is a crazy statement. But the concept of the internet was, it wasn't even in our, in our social, like, in our social structure. People didn't know of the internet or didn't think of the internet. 
as evidenced by movies about the future from the 80s that don't have the internet. It wasn't, it wasn't in our social, social consciousness. It wasn't there. But five, six, from, from the beginning of the 80s to the end of the 90s, the internet is a thing. Cell phones are a thing. And not a small thing, a significant change. A significant change in everything. But you go and watch movies from the late 80s, early 90s, they had no concept of that. And there are kids who grew up in a world that always had the internet and always had cell phones and always had these technological leaps at smartphones. Fuck cell phones. Smartphones. Like, you go back and watch uh, uh, X-Files right now, and the, the one most common critique... I remember the X-Files while it was on. It's something we don't think about anymore. And, you know, those of you that are much younger never thought of in the first place. They could use your cell phone anywhere. And, and, and you know what you're saying? Well, so? Yeah, well, when that show came out, you literally could not use your cell phone anywhere. You could use your cell phone in several places. That's how cell phones worked. Several places you could use them. The coverage wasn't there. But they were smart enough to realize that someday the coverage would be there. So that critique and that criticism of the X-Files disappears. It goes away with time because we as a culture have evolved and that is not a thing anymore. Now those of us that are older and remember while watching the show, that was an issue. But 20 years later, 20 years after the show came out, and oh my god, X-Files is almost 20 years. We have to do a best of X-Files. But uh, after uh, 20 years later, cell phones are everywhere. Nobody really uses landlines anymore. The internet is prominent. Hell, TV is going away. And not going away, it's just changing. But you understand what I'm saying. The world that John McClane started in is a completely different world from the one we live in now. Uh, when we say terrorist, in the early John McClane movies, the first three, we mean, you know, some crazy guy like in uh, Back to the Future who comes and holds a few people hostage and fires off a couple AK-47s. Like, terrorists were not a real threat. There was no threat from terrorism inside the United States. Post-9-11, you say terrorist... It, and it actually invokes fear in most people. Not a great a lot amount. But you say terrorist, first thing that pops into your head isn't the USS Cole. It isn't uh, what happened in the late 70s. Well, some, unless it directly affected you. Like, when you say terrorist or terrorism, 9-11 jumps into your head. And things got a lot colder and realer after 9-11 for a lot of people. Not everybody, but for a lot of people. And John McClane is an action hero that can't can't really exist in a post-9-11 world. That's why Jason Bourne exists. That's why Jason Bourne is so cold and methodical and doesn't crack jokes. Because these scenarios are not funny. They aren't funny. They're real scenarios. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. People are dying out there. 
Mind you, oh no, I was going to say something horrible, but I'm not going to. So I think the character himself hasn't evolved. And what does rated R mean nowadays? People complain about it in horror films. Uh, People complain about it in a lot of things. But I think, and you know, I think people confuse horror and suspense. There are movies that are suspense films, and there are movies that are horror films. And horror tends to have more gore. Uh, Suspense still has scares, but it doesn't necessarily have to be gory. And uh, that's why when I see a PG-13 movie, and it looks scary, I go, that might be good. Because it's a suspense film. There are quite a few of them out there. I think people have, uh, that, that genre, for whatever reason, has disappeared people don't remember that it even existed you know but for a very long time there was suspense and suspense does not need to be rated r as a matter of fact the less you show the more effective it is because our minds come up with way more fucked up things than anything anybody could ever show on film except for eli roth isn't that his name that shit in hostel was fucked up you didn't have, like, that, 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 well, fucked up. Wow. I should really not record during the day. Just go on nice, long, rambling, uh, whatever. But it's a windy and cold day. Uh, my hands are cold. Can't really think of any more about Die Hard, but there is an evolution in our culture of, of the action hero. And the difference between PG-13 and Rated R is so slim. It's slim to nothing. It's a couple extra frames of blood. It's a nipple. Like, this is literally the difference between Rated R and PG-13 now. And you say fuck two times as opposed to just one. When you think of it on that terms, how small the line is between PG-13 and Rated R the complaints of PG-13 and Rated R will go away. The fact that it can show most of Scarface on TV without having any repercussions. Because it's a level of violence that we are now used to as a culture. So you're no longer, oh my god. It's just fine. We, We have now come to accept it. You can't really show nipples. But I think Rated R now, they get to show buttholes. That's right, buttholes. That used to be an NC-17, easy you show somebody's butthole. Now, there are buttholes in films. That's, that's what gets you a rated R. Because you can still you can show nips, you can show butts. And a lot of rated R has been going to dick. Lots of dick, too. Not hard. They can, they, that's still, for whatever reason, pornographic. I don't understand that. An erect penis is a natural thing. It happens. It's just like breastfeeding or uh, erect nipples on a woman. Like, it's just somebody who's... Uh, well, not the breastfeeding, but... Erect nipples or somebody's cold or slightly sexually aroused. Okay. It happens. But you can't show an erect penis. But you can show a woman get down in front of a dude and start bobbing her head forward and back. As long as there's no insertion, it's not pornographic. 
But no, that's pornographic. That's way more implied because your your mind is now imagining a monster cock going down your throat. Which I'm expecting to see in this Die Hard film because it is now rated R. Anytime something's rated R, I bet I bet you I bet I bet you a billion dollars they stretch for an R. Because it's you really do have to go over the top violence to get a rated R now and have a bit of nudity or lots of swear words. So Maybe John McClane is yippee ki a motherfucker every scene. Like, I saw, you know, I saw Dread. It's on the feed. I like Dread a lot. Dread is over-the-top violence. It deserves an R rating. Uh, but I think you have to plan for that type of violence or a ty- that type of... You have to shoot for the rated R. Because it's actually much harder to get nowadays. No, it's real easy. Comedy's good at all the time. Yes, I know, but that's because comedies generally show boobs. There's usually sex in it. Sex gets a, is an auto-rated R. Violence, on the other hand, is much harder to get a rated R now. Because you have to show a ridiculous amount of violence. You have to show cartoon violence, like Django Unchained. A cartoon level of violence to get the R rating. That everybody so... Well, depending on the type of movie that everybody wants. From horror films and whatever. Like, you actually have to plan on shooting for an R. And then actually shoot for an R. So that's what happens most of the time. When something goes from PG-13 to R or from R to PG-13, that's why they're awkward. is because they weren't shooting when they were making the movie. You know, they were like, hey, we're making a rated R movie. Or, hey, we're making a PG-13 movie. And they shot for it. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard, was shot as a rated R. But they were like, oh, we want to get uh, kids in. Like, not realizing that most movie theaters don't give two shits. They will let anybody go into the theater as long as they're paying. But they don't give two shits about R or PG-13. Unless somebody's being sodomized on film. And by the way, sodomy also means oral sex. But unless somebody's being sodomized on film, nobody cares because our our culture no longer cares about violence whatsoever. The level of violence that we show on TV is astronomical. It's unbelievable. That's why when action movies, brutal action movies come out and they're rated R, they have to try and top it. And most of the time they can't. Because the level of violence on TV is ridiculous. Uh, I've been watching The Following. Which I I, I do believe is a really good show. I'm going to have to finish up because I'm almost... Not there, but I'm almost at... 10 Mile and 696. You can kind of hear it in the background. But... uh, I've been watching The Following. The shit they show on The Following... They tried to show that in movie theaters in the 80s. It'd be an easy R. The 90s. An easy R. They are showing it on TV. TV at 10 o'clock at night. Kitties. Go to sleep. Oh, no. It's on Fox. Comes on at 9. 9 o'clock. Put your kids in bed. The, 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 the rating system backfired for people who wanted to censor shit. Because the rating system uh, basically took it out of those companies' hands to protect you and your family from horrible violence and sexual content and anything else you didn't want to see on TV. 
it actually t- is like, hey man, we told you there was going to be fucking, there was going to be fighting, there was going to be all kinds of violence, people are going to die. We told you at the start of the show, it's up to you to keep your kids away from it. It's not our problem anymore. And because of that, shows got exponentially more violent. The Walking Dead. You couldn't show half of what happens on The Walking Dead. <laughs> on nor- on In movie theaters 20 years ago. Well, okay, you could, but it would be a hard R. Like, the, the past episode, I, uh, the episode I watched, they killed a girl. Yep, I spoiled something in The Walking Dead. I didn't mention what part of The Walking Dead I was talking about. Could be season one, could be season two, could be season three. You don't know. I didn't spoil shit for you. They kill a girl. And they kill a girl pr- rather brutally. And it's like, holy shit. I don't mean, like, a woman. She was a girl. You killed a girl, a kid. Like, oh, I think that might be the staple of, of Walking Dead. You kill a kid. But because of the rating system on TV, they've actually, they're actually able to show that stuff and not worry about it. But anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap this up for the moment. Because either A, I will be deemed a crazy person uh, when I cross this street. Because I'm crossing into Royal Oak. There's actually nothing that fancy about Royal Oak. Royal Oak is actually not as nice as the neighborhood I'm walking in right now. I'm walking in Pleasant Ridge. Wish I could geotag this episode. But uh, I'm walking. I'm walking in a rather nice area. But this nice area doesn't have people. The area I'm going to probably will. So, and I am just rambling about rating systems and and the level of violence and RMPG thirteen. And, you know, why people need to really stop complaining. And there's a difference between suspense films and uh, horror films. And uh, start to wake up to that shit. I, I will say that again. Suspense films. They exist. They get marketed as horror films. And that's part of the reason why people don't like them. It's, but that's not the fault of the film. You can tell a suspense film because it doesn't have a slasher, number one like 90% of them do not have your Jason style slasher and they uh, and they're usually PG-13 because you don't need to show anything you just need to imply things and implied things are way better than showing it personal opinion you know gore is cool sometimes but most of the time you can't show me anything on TV in gore that's going to fuck me up as much as anything I can imagine because my head is fucked I'm terrifying in here. You guys are crying right now, aren't you? You are crying. Daddy, why is he doing that? Why is the bad man doing that? Because I'm a crazy motherfucker. But anyway, I'm now definitely at the expressway. I know you can hear it. Uh, This will be the final episode that I do on my computer. Uh, I'm purchasing a new computer. That might be way better. Well, no, let's rephrase that. It will be way better. But anyway, wow, it's already 27 minutes. I'll jump back in after the movie to tell you the thing is a bag of balls or uh, the the 15% is fair or whatever. But anyway, as you can hear, it's loud as shit. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you bitches go. Uh, Bye. See you after the movie. Who are you then? 
Fly in the ointment, Hans. The monkey in the wrench. The pain in the ass. You have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshal Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm fresh out of Die Hard. And, um... I don't want to raise expectations. Because you really shouldn't. Because the first... The first 30 minutes of the movie, it felt like it was a completely different movie... And they just kind of shoved John McClane in there. Uh, it actually was. It actually, for the first probably like forty-five minutes of the movie, John McClane is forced. You don't need him at all. As a matter of fact, Jack McClane, the, the the movie that Jack McClane had going, was an actually pretty interesting movie. And uh, and I say I don't want to raise expectations, but uh, Die Hard for. Live free, die hard, sucks balls, and 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 they do force a lot of fucks. They say fuck a lot in this movie, but they they're forced fucks. They are not like they they, they don't fit except for a few times when it's like, oh okay, yeah, I'd say fuck there, but they say fuck a lot. Um, but die hard needs to be fun, right? Isn't that all anybody really expects from a Die Hard movie? That's why the the original Die Hard is the original Die Hard. Because it was fun. Above all, it's not a thinker. <laughs> like, if you think about it for two seconds, you're like, wait, wait a minute. That's that's not possible. Um, spoilers? Yeah, uh, yeah, fuck it, spoilers. Uh, Jack McClane is a CIA agent, which you kind of picked up, like, from the trailer, so I'm not really spoiling much at all, um, the, the girl in the commercials that you've only seen parts of her body is incredibly hot, uh, she unfortunately does not get naked, but she is hot, and and it kind of, uh, like, I would love to see a Rocky and Bullwinkle movie with her as, uh, Natasha, she's fucking hot, but, uh, back to the movie. Uh, first hour or so, John McClane is forced in there, but by about ha- the halfway point, they they get the mix right, and it becomes a Die Hard movie. And, it, it, and it's a fun Die Hard movie. It has everything that all Die Hard movies have. A political prisoner, and it was really about money. Boom. Right there. I just spoiled the whole movie for you, but if you've ever seen a Die Hard movie ever in your life... There you go. You knew what was going to happen. There are a couple other twists and turns, but the reason they took it out of America was because most Americans don't know geography. Now, John McClane has a few special powers. <clears throat> He's a superhero. Uh, one of his superpowers... Let me make sure... Oh, yeah, I'm recording. One of his superpowers uh, is he can take an infinite amount of damage he still got that 80s action hero part of him. Because that was one of the things that 80s action heroes do. 
take stupid amounts of damage and just keep on going. Apparently his son inherited the superpower. And, uh... I guess it was... Yeah, I guess it's Die Hard 3 with a vengeance. That's where he gains the superpower of, um... Time manipulation. So he can move distances that you normally wouldn't be able to move in shorter amounts of time because he can. He's John McClane. Now, everybody kind of gives it a pass in uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance because, well, it's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Most people aren't New Yorkers. They don't know that you can't travel from one side of Manhattan to the other side of Manhattan in ten minutes. It's just not possible. So, But most people don't know that. They understand that Manhattan is big, but we don't know how it works. So, but that's where he gets that power. Die Hard 4, it's exacerbated. Because he, you know, flies, a, he drives from New Jersey to D.C. in like a half hour or whatever. You're like, wait a minute, that's not possible. Because we know distances. We're like, wait, those are way farther apart. Like, I know you can do it in a day, but no, you really can't do that in like 25 minutes. So, that's exacerbated. But you don't notice it in this movie, except for two points, well, one point, where everybody will go, wait a minute, the time is really weird and fucked up here. Uh, how does he drive, how does he fly from New York City to Moscow, same day, like, the, the, the trial is going to start, he's there, like, the same day. Like, that's, a, like, a 12-hour flight. Like, it's it's a really long flight. Maybe it's maybe it's 10. But it's a long flight. Like, no. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't work. But the other geography thing that I, I didn't check. I didn't check geography. I didn't check a, a map or anything like that. But this is being a, a child of the, uh, <clears throat> basically, the 80s. That's when I was a, a real little kid. I didn't become a teenager until the very end of the 80s. Wow, the very, very end of the 80s. But, uh... Oh, no, not the 80s at all. 90. But anyway... Uh... Lost my train of thought. Ah, geography. The... (laughs) I remember Chernobyl not being very close to Moscow. I don't know. It might just be me. I'm pretty sure Chernobyl is pretty damn far away from Moscow. Because Russia fucking huge. Russia's not that big. Russia takes up the whole top half of the largest continent on our planet, which is Asia. I'll say that again. The whole top half of the largest continent on our planet. That's how big Russia is. People are like, Russia's not that big. Russia's fucking huge. Most of it is Asian. Like, no, no, it is. Geography lesson. They drive, drive, not fly. They drive from Moscow to Chernobyl in, I would have to say, maybe two and a half, three hours. Maybe a little, well, no, 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 that's about right. Because the club scene is going. There's no club scene in the movie, I'm just saying. They were nearby a club, and, you know, it was it was a hopping club, and hopping clubs don't start hopping until, I don't know, 
one, uh, 11 o'clock, midnight, depending on when you stop serving alcohol, which, because I don't know anything about Russian culture, I'm just going to assume they don't stop serving alcohol, because they're all lushes. Okay, I'm just being a dick. But, uh, you know, they don't stop serving alcohol, so and, and it's probably an after-hours club, too, so it, it doesn't really start going until probably midnight, maybe even later. So they leave from downtown Moscow, or cow, and get to <laughs> Chernobyl before the sun comes up. Like, there's a whole last, like, half hour of the movie is a nice big action scene in Chernobyl. And that whole scene, <laughs> it's hilarious. And, and by the time the scene is ending, the sun is coming up. So, oh my god. I'm almost positive Chernobyl is on the eastern side of Russia. I don't, because you would think they would talk more about a, nucle, uh, a nuclear... I can never say it. I say it in a way that annoys people. It's because of George W. Uh, George H. W. Bush. I... Nuclear weapons. But, um... Because they, I think they would have talked way more about Chernobyl had it been on your on Europe. I, I don't know, maybe maybe not, but I think they would have talked more about it when I was a kid, because I remember Chernobyl, and I think it would have been a much bigger issue if like some of that blowback could have hit like Sweden or something. But I don't think it did. Holy shit! Is it Finland? It's Finland. I can't remember which one is the easternmost. It doesn't matter. So, you know, I, I don't think so, but I, I'm 90% sure that they are not driving distance in an evening. And I say in an evening because an evening, the evening is only for a few, a few hours. Three, four hours tops. I don't think it's driving distance. I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong. But that that was the beauty of setting it in Moscow or in, in Russia. We don't know the geography. So you just accept it. But it is one of John McClane's superpowers. Uh, and his other superpower is wisecracking. And uh, at first, it is annoying as shit. I'm not joking. They do force John McClane into the beginning of this movie. Like, it, it, it was almost like they took a Bourne movie, uh, a.k.a. Jack, uh, Jack McClane. It's almost like they put took a Bourne movie and then added John McClane into it and, and shoehorned him in. And then by the end, they're like, oh, wait, that's right. This is a diehard movie. And, you know, I, and while watching the movie, because it was 12 on Rotten Tomatoes and then 15 on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm waiting for the other shooter drop for it to get stupid because I, that's what I'm waiting for, you know. That's the only way it could, it, like, because it was enjoyable. Even with bad John McClane at the beginning, where I was like, really? You're going you're gonna to do that joke, really? Okay. Even with bad John McClane at the beginning, I was okay with it. I'm like, okay, cool. This, this is fine. This is fun. There's a lot of action. And there is a ridiculous amount of action in the movie. But, you know, diehards have never been thinkers. Um, I, I, I think my, my odd, even thing stands up 
even though Michael Felsher can't stand uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance and thinks Die Hard 2 is okay. I, I don't like Die Hard 2. I don't like Die Hard 4. Uh, yeah, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, it's Die Harder. Whatever. Die Harder, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Live Free or Die Hard. And then, uh, uh, Good Day to Die Hard. Uh, all of which were jokes when I was a kid. Before we, like, actually had these extra movies. I, I would, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd watch another Die Hard movie. If, if they did this again, I'd watch another one. I don't know, have him go to China and, and rescue his wife again. He, he, now he's got both of his kids back. And what's funny is, it's this, it was the same formula from 4. Because you forget that his, his daughter hated him. She couldn't stand him in 4. And at the end, she's like, I love you. Same thing in 5. Beginning of the movie, son, I can't stand you. Fuck you, John McClane. By the end, I love you, Dad. And it's like, it's so formulaic. I really do love it. Uh, this is a diehard movie my mom will uh, certainly enjoy. I enjoyed it greatly. Uh, I think if you are a fan of John McClane, by the end of the movie, they get it right. And it's John McClane. When they, when they no longer <laughs> are forcing jokes or forcing him into the scene or forcing him to say fuck it's actually pretty decent I'm like oh and there's a lot of people in the movie that you're like I know that guy that guy was on that show that guy was on that show and they're just in bit like two second rolls we gotta get them out of there and then they, they go away the, the, the bulk of the movie is Bruce Willis the guy that plays Jack, M- Jack McCoy Jack McClane uh, Yuri, and, uh, like, some weird, like, they made this Russian guy, there's a, they made a Russian bad guy, and who doesn't love Russian bad guys? Excuse me. I like that I haven't actually spoiled anything either. I haven't told you anything that you didn't see in the trailers. Speaking of which, almost every single bit of action that you saw in the trailer happens in the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. So the rest of the movie is mostly action you haven't seen yet. Mostly. And, like I said, uh, John McClane has always been a superhero. Even in Die Hard, the original. Like, no, no, he wasn't. He was gritty. Like, no, no, no. When you compare him to, like the Rambos and, you know, whatever his name is and Predator, like, when you compare him to those super, those super superheroes of the 80s, he is very down to earth. But there, there, there are scenes where he's got glass in his feet and he just pulls it out and keeps on walking. Do you realize you're done, son. You're done if you've got multiple shards of glass in your feet. And you have to pull them out. You're done. Just doesn't work. So, there's that. 
But I, I, I would actually uh, recommend it. If you like Die Hard movies, there is a possibility that you will like this one. Like I said, like all Die Hard movies, they are not thinkers. If you were going in expecting a masterpiece, you will be disappointed. But if you went in like I did and saw 15% Rotten Tomatoes and went, it can't be that bad. Uh, it's not that bad. I would go so far to say, you know what? I'm going to start a scale. The Geek Fight scale of fun. Uh, we'll go one to five. And it's a scale of fun. Quality, eh, that's always debatable. But on a scale of uh, one being not fun and five being lots of fun, I would go with it. It's a solid like three and a half, four. It's actually a fun movie. So if you're looking to have fun and turn your brain off, go watch Die Hard with, uh, what is this? Die Hard with an erection? No, Live Free Die Hard? No, no. Uh, good Day to Die Hard. Uh, you know, I, I was sitting there ready to, like, oh, they thumbed it in with this one. I was ready to, like, not like it. I was prepared. I'm like, I'm ready not to like this movie. And I enjoyed it greatly. So, uh, I, I'm not saying... God damn it. I, wa- I want to go... They are all wrong. Those reviews... I haven't read the reviews. I just saw the percentage. The percentage is wrong. I will say that much. I do not know what people were expecting. I might have to go read some of those reviews. Because I I, I honestly don't know what they were expecting. That was a Die Hard movie. That was more Die Hard than the last Die Hard. Although they did force in too many fucks. But, uh... Oh, sorry for snorting in your ears, in your ear holes. I apologize. It is a, a nice 30-degree day here as I'm walking back home. But, um, yeah, uh, watch Die Hard. Well, I can never remember the name of it. Good day to Die Hard. Go, go see it if you are a fan. If you're not a fan, don't bother. If you're a fan of John McClane, it's a, it's a good John McClane movie. It's fun. Uh, thanks for listening to me ramble on for the first half hour of this, and I think this has only been ten minutes, so the wrap-up is pretty fun. That's how you know I like this movie, because I'm thinking about this movie and not the ramifications of anything else. Uh, wish there was nudity. No nudity. Tons of stupid violence, though. People are spitting up blood like crazy. But anyway, uh, uh, email us and shit and stuff like that and rate and review iTunes and Ballsack Jackson um trying to think of anything else uh oh, oh yeah we're gonna be in C2E2 in a couple months time it'll be Mike's birthday and uh we will party like rock stars uh, the drunk episode has not been... De- we haven't decided what we're going to do for the drunk episode. But it will be the drunk, everybody in the same room episode. Uh, as of recording, Christy and Karen are supposed to be there. Alan is probably going to be there. Uh, I don't know who else. Oh, Tristan, maybe. Uh, the Insane Robin. Isn't that his name on Twitter? At The Insane Robin on Twitter. Uh, He lives in Chicago, so he damn well better show up to something there. Anyway, uh, 
Until next time. Yippee Kaye. Geek fighters. Oh, oh. Oh, you thought I was gonna say motherfuckers. Uh yeah, I guess I should have stopped it earlier. I now have to stop it now and stuff, but yeah, yippee kaye. Motherfuckers. <laughs>